All right, good morning. Good morning. So today is the Sunday before Christmas, and uh, I'm continuing in the, in the series, The Love of God, because it's, it's so happened that the season is we are a reflection of God's love anyway. But I'll try and tie in a little bit of um, the holiday season. But in it, in it, and as I, the more I start study the love of God, I see the thread of that through the whole Bible. And the thing about what God, just the way God is, just what His love is. So anyhow, let's just do a brief, a brief recap from last week. We were in John chapter 8. And we were talking about the woman who was um, brought in the midst of Jesus while he was teaching in the temple. Um, the scribes and Pharisees and their entourage brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And they set her in the midst. And of course their plan was to try and set him up to trap him. So the woman was guilty uh, of adultery because they were witnesses. She was caught in the very act. And according to the law, an adulterer should be put to death. So we, we saw the wisdom of God and the heart of God and Jesus' response to the mob and the woman. Because he said he had asked the woman after he, 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 he replied to the mob with a question, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And no one, everyone left because they were convicted of their own sin. But then Jesus has asked her a question, has no one condemned you? And, and she said in her response, no one, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn. Go and sin no more. So the both context, in the both uh, scriptures, the condemn, the word is katakrino, which means to judge against or to sentence. So Jesus said, hasn't no one, anyone sentenced you? Or proclaim the death sentence on you because according to the law she's supposed to she's is a death sentence. And she said, No, Lord, no one has sentenced me. Then he said, Neither do I sentence you. By all right, she says she deserved death. But Jesus extended what? Mercy and showed compassion. As I said, she deserved death because the sin was a sin was a death sentence. But God through Christ was extending mercy. And if you go back and you read where Jesus was in the temple when he was handed the book of Isaiah and he proclaimed who he was. He was doing exactly what he declared his purpose was. To, to set at liberty those who were held captive. Those who were blind to make them see. So that is why God now was extending mercy and compassion. And even if you go back and read the Old Testament, every time the Jews rebelled against God and sinned against God, He always brought a deliverer. Not giving them what they deserve, but showing mercy and compassion. He always did that. So God hasn't changed. He has not changed. Anyhow, today we will continue with the series, The Love of God. Even though it's the Sunday before Christmas... The love of God extends beyond just Christmas. It's, it's a perpetual thing. It never changes. But we'll start in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. And tell me when you're there, please. Okay, I'm going to start reading just verse 14. 
This is the prophet Isaiah speaking. He says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, and this is a sign, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Shall call his name Emmanuel. So the sign that the Lord himself will give is that a virgin will conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Okay, so that is, that is what the, the prophet um, Isaiah prophesied. And if we go, let's go to John, Luke chapter 2, verses 8. And we'll pick it up. We'll just dovetail off of that scripture. Luke chapter 2, verses 8. And then we're going to read to 14. Are you there? Okay. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. This is a sign. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Okay, I'm going to stop there. So the promise and the prophecy was made in the book of Isaiah. It was declared by the prophet. Of course, there are places before where it talked about the coming Messiah. But Isaiah prophesied and he said the sign will be a virgin will give birth to a son and call his name Emmanuel. So this that we're reading here in Luke, which is happening... So if you go before, read some of the scriptures before, you had the angel visited Mary and told her what's going to happen. Then you had the wise men and so forth. This, all this that's transpiring here, when the angel showed up in the field, telling the shepherds what's happening, this was that that was prophesied back in the book of Isaiah. This is what's happening now in time and space. Okay? So this is the understanding that it's the, the angels proclaim that I re-bring you, said the angels said, I bring you glad tidings of great joy which will be to all people. So I'm bringing you good news. Joyful news which will be a benefit to all people. Now you know usually when angels showed up there were two reasons an angel will show up. Either to give you good news or to give you bad, take you out. So this is an instance where what is good news. We, I'm, we come, the angel said, I've come to give you good tidings of great joy. So anytime the angel shows up to give you good news, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. Alright. And it's saying, the angel said, for in verse 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Don't miss that. 
a savior who is what a, the savior. The, tra- the the translation is deliverer. So born to you today is a deliverer who is Christ the Lord, Christ the anointed Messiah, the consecrated one, who is supreme in authority. That's what that means. A savior, Christ the Lord, a deliverer. Who is anointed, a Messiah, consecrated, set apart for God's use. Who is supreme in authority. That's what that means. Unto you is born this day, Christ the Lord. So if you go back earlier in in Luke 1, you see where the virgin conceived and bore the son. And they call his name Jesus. So everything that was prophesied was happening in time and space. But the angel had to come and now and make it known because most people didn't understand the signs of the time. They didn't understand what was happening. So you have the angels will come and declare something, but then you have people who knew by reading the stars, they understood the signs of the time. Those were the, the magi, the wise men, who came. And then you have the Holy Spirit making known to others who this child is. So you have the Holy Spirit speaking to people about what's happening, the angels showing up, declaring what's happening, and people able to read by the signs of the times what is taking place. So you have three, three things going on there. And that, none of that has changed. None of it has changed. And it will be the same when it comes, when we are at the end. The Holy Spirit will make known through the church, believers, what's happening. Angels will show up and make known to people what's happening. And people will be able to read, know the signs of the times and understand what is taking place. That's not going to change. It will be. It will happen the same way. Okay. So you know you watch the pattern. You watch how God does things. How things unfold. So anyhow, so the promise and the prophecy was fulfilled as far as the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Son of God, the the incarnate Son of God. Okay. Now in verse, let's go to verse thirteen. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Has anyone ever took the time, taken the time, to just meditate on verse 14? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. That is a loaded scripture. There is so much to that scripture, to what they, what they, they were singing and praising God for. Because you've got to remember, these heavenly hosts and these angels were with God when, when all this stuff was being unfolded. They were there. The angel visited uh, Elizabeth to tell her about John the Baptist. She's going to have a supernatural son, birth. Then six months later, showed up to Mary and said, Mary, this is what's going to happen with you. They were there declaring what God is going to do. And these women by faith received it. And they conceived. But look at what's happening. Now what was promised is actually manifested. It's manifested. Now there is this baby or this young, this baby in, in, in a manger in swaddling clothes. So there is rejoicing in heaven. Why? Because what God has proclaimed is actually happening. And the angels say, we didn't come to destroy you. We didn't, come, we didn't come to take you guys out. We came here celebrating. Why? Because 
Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace and goodwill towards men. What is happening now is God's grace and mercy towards men. Peace and goodwill towards men. And let me break that down for you. God gave his unique, one of a kind son for reconciliation to fallen man. There was only, there's only one Jesus and there was only a plan for one Jesus. One Christ. One Messiah. The second Adam. There's no more after that. Okay. So God gave his unique son, one of a kind, keeping his promise, his word that he'd made to the forefather Abraham. He says, through your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And he's not talking of the physical seed. He's talking the spiritual seed. And this is the manifestation of what God said to Abraham. Jesus the Messiah. Glory to him, to God, because man could not reconcile himself to God. There is nothing that any man can do, any woman can do. There's nothing man can do to get in God's good graces. We can't do enough to get in God's good grace. Why? Because whatever we have to give to God is, is filthy, it's nothing. So God had to do it himself and send his own lamb. So Jesus is not only the Messiah, but he's all, and the Son of God, he's also the Lamb of God. He's all wrapped, everything is wrapped up in this one package. This baby. You see, God's, God's incarnate Son manifested in time and space. Confined in a body, in a body, in a physical body, in flesh. Because those are the constraints. Okay? He had to, he had to go through everything we went through. We had to burp him. They had to change his diapers. They had to, you know, the same. He went through everything. When he was hungry, he cried. You know, that, that, is, that is what it was. You know, people, people read through these things, and, but they don't understand. This is what, this is what, hap- was what happened. Glory to God, because his son could not come through the seed of man. That's why... God had to, he had to send his own lamb. The body, he needed, Ma, he needed Mary for a body. And he had to choose a virgin, untouched. And a woman with a pure heart. But the seed came from God. So he prepared his own savior, his own deliverer, his own lamb. So the seed came from God. So glory to God, because there's no way, man, man couldn't do that. Man couldn't even, Come up with that plan, much as executed. So, so God, glory to God in the highest, because He was able to do what man couldn't do. So He did it Himself, because in the natural, it was impossible for a virgin to have a to, to give birth. Virgin means untouched. So, how can you be untouched and give birth? That don't make no sense in the natural. But with God, nothing is impossible. Because he, what he said through the angel, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, glory to God, because he made a way for man to be at peace or experience true peace with him. Now, it says glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That word peace is the word irene. Irene. And you know irene is not any kind of Mickey Mouse peace. Is the same irenade word peace Jesus said in John 14 and John 16 when the disciples left him. He said, I am not alone. My father is with me. 
And he said, peace I give to you. My peace. Not like the world. So the peace he's talking about is irene. And the same peace the angel is saying here. Peace and goodwill towards men is that same irene. Oh my God. Listen, when I was little re- re- reading this, I said, oh my God, it's that same peace. But you, the angels declaring something that man has no comprehension of what that peace means. That peace means, I don't care if you think you're not never alone. God is always with you. Because He promised that he, the kingdom of God is it's not only going to be with you, it's going to be in you. This irene, this peace, the angel is saying it because he sent, God sent his son. And his son is going to die so that we can have irene with the father. He's going to lay down his, oh my God. The angel is there declaring what is going to happen. This statement here is not only about what happened when Jesus appeared. It's about what he's going to do. Because this irene, this Jesus came to allow man to have reckon to have koinonia, fellowship with God, in a way man could have never experienced. He came to change. That's why he came. He came to institute a new covenant. Oh my God. Everything's tied together. The angel is declaring something that is going to happen. But this is the manifestation of this child. So he said, Glory to God in the highest, honor and earth, peace. Peace, irene, to join, to set that one again. And this peace, as I said, is not any kind of peace. Mickey Mouse peace. I'm talking an understanding that a redeemed person is never alone. So if you're saying that you're lonely, I'm lonely, I need somebody, you need to get your head right. Because if you're a Christian, you say you love Jesus, but you're saying how lonely you are, you don't have your head on straight, screwed on right. Because that peace that Jesus said He gives those who believe, you're never alone. Because you know you're never alone. Because the witness of the Holy Spirit will let you know that you're not alone, that you're loved, and that you are not only, you're not by yourself. You're never by yourself. He's there with you. Amen. 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 And He said here, God is with them. And in them by the Holy Spirit, bearing witness with their spirit that they are love and children of God. My God. Listen, when you hear, listen to this. Goodwill. The Greek word is, don't, don't mess up my pronunciation here, right? I'm trying not to do it. It's eudokia. Eudokia. That's how it's pronounced. Alright? But it means kindness. Good pleasure. Right? Goodwill towards men. Kindness towards men. It says, peace on earth, right? Peace on earth, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So he's talking about the irony, peace, and goodwill, kindness, good pleasure. Listen, we deserve death. But God made a promise. And he sent his son to show what? To give us irony, oneness, and show goodwill. Goodwill is what? Kindness, because we didn't deserve him. You understand what I'm saying? We deserve death. Just like the woman who was caught in adultery. It was a death sentence. To man, walking in darkness, walking in sin, is a death sentence. But God said what? His son, his incarnate son. So that we can, so that we can have goodwill. Kind, he showed us kindness. We didn't deserve it. But we got kindness when he sent his son. Amen. Y'all can be quiet. I don't care. But what was God... Listen, what was God doing? When He sent Jesus, what was He doing? 
He was extending mercy and showing compassion. Just like the woman caught in adultery. Just like the lost sheep. Just like the father who had the, the prodigal son. When the son came back. What, when the son came back. Because the father was a type of, 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 of God. Right? When the woman caught in adultery. What did Jesus extend? And what did the father extend to the son? Mercy and compassion. The son deserved to be kicked out. But the father received him. The woman deserved death, but Jesus forgave her. That is the love of God. So Christ is the manifestation of God's love towards lost man. That's why the angels are saying, Glory to God on the highest. Honor, peace and goodwill towards men. You all deserve death. But what did God do? He sent His Son. Honor, peace, irene, goodwill, kindness towards men who didn't deserve it. So listen, when, when you, when you, that's what I'm saying about the seasons, these holiday seasons, the power, the impact of what the love of, of that God manifests to us. You gotta, you gotta really meditate on it and try and keep your, a perspective of what it is God has really done and extended towards us. As I said, you know, we talked earlier, right? People celebrate the, the, the season. They like the feeling. But what is that feeling? They don't understand. It's the love of God. And what, and what God did, God gave us a gift. The gift is His Son. So that we can have Irene with the Father. And Koinonia with the Father. And kindness and goodwill with the Father. But you have to receive the gift to have to get these benefits. So you could celebrate the season as much as you like. But if you don't receive the gift, your celebration is in vain. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. This gift of His Son, of God's Son, is so that man can be redeemed. And listen to me, it's not just any, we're not talking no Mickey Mouse redemption here. We're not talking just forgiving you of your sins, okay? Listen, go to Galatians 4. And let me show you something, I wasn't planning to go there. Galatians 4, 5. Oh my Lord, Galatians 4, 5. Listen to this. Oh my God. Galatians 4, 5. It says here. Okay. Let's go to verse 4. But when the fullness of time has come. God sent forth his son. Born of a woman. Born under the law. That's what we celebrate in Christmas. To do what? To redeem those who were under the law. That we might receive the what? The adoption as sons and we're not talking male there we're talking spiritual sons spiritual sons this is why oh my god this is why Jesus came this is why Jesus came oh my god Lord help me let this come out right so we deserve a death sentence and God extended mercy and showed compassion by sending his son so that we can have peace with God so God showing us kindness so that we can have fellowship with God, reconciled to God, because we, man, couldn't do it on his own. God did it by sending his son. Now through the gift of his son, extending that mercy and compassion, it's restoring fallen man, because what does God say about fallen man? Fallen man is an en- enemy to God. He's an enemy to God. But when you receive Christ, 
You're no longer an enemy. You are reconciled. Just like the lost son was reconciled. The Lord, the prodigal son, the father had to let him go because he was an enemy to the father. But when he got right in his mind, the father received him as a son. The same way God sent Jesus. Now those who believe in him, he what? He restored to what? Sonship. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are no longer enemies. No, we are sons. And that sonship entitles redeemed man to an inheritance. Through the promised seed of Abraham who is Christ. So he says here the ad- in Galatians 4. Adoption as sons. We are, there you go. Because we, Christ came under the law. He came under the law. So it was, that law was referring to the Jews. But it, what did it say? The angel said what? What did the angel say? In verse 10. Good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. All, all, not Jews, all people. Amen. So those who are not under the law, yes. Gentiles, we are adopted yes. as sons. Amen. We're no longer enemies. Amen. So they, listen, so we, this is exciting news. Yes. So the angels are rejoicing. Yes. It's exciting news. Nobody has a right to be an enemy with God again. Everyone now can be a son of God. Glory to God. You're all quiet up in here. <laughs> oh my God, I'm telling you. When you th- listen, when you think about what God has done, how can you have an inferiority complex about yourself? How can you tell, let people tell you and, and, and just spit garbage in about you and tell you you're this, you're that, you're no good. You're no, when God says, what? You're my son. You are loved. You're beloved. You're the apple of my eye. There is nothing you cannot do. You have the mind of Christ. So we better understand who we are as sons of God. And don't receive what people tell us about ourselves. Only if it's true. If it's true, we receive it. But don't get ahead of yourself. Don't, don't get full of yourself. And walk around with your chest pumped up and your head high. But understand, understand. I mean, when I read what Christ has done, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. The love that God showed. We didn't deserve anything. But he did it anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we just, and not, he redeemed us. And made us sons. Gave us an inheritance. Do you understand that? He didn't just redeem us and say, okay, you know, it's all good. We are, we are, he gave us an inheritance. Joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. Do you understand what a joint heir means? What he, what Jesus have, we have. Amen. <laughs> that? Joint heirs with Christ. We were enemies to God. And he sent his son. And look at the angels are proclaiming. Glory to God in the highest. Honor, peace and goodwill towards men. My God, as I said, that's loaded. That shows the value. As I said last week or the week before. God places on each living soul. The value, the value, the birth of God's unique son was an expression of his love. A love to set people free from the power of sin, reconciling them to himself. A love that liberates. God loves, liberates. Anyone trying to control you isn't moving in the love of God. Anyone trying to control you is not moving in the love of God. 
Because God loves liberates. God acting on what He promised. We must never forget the reason for the season. Never. It's about Jesus, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. He is the expression of God's love to fallen man. So this baby that came is God's expression of love. And that baby came, grew up, and able to identify with us. Why? Because he was in the flesh. So when he, when he hurt, when we hurt, he knows because he was in the flesh. When we hurt, he, he knows because he hurt. He knows what it means to be hungry, tired, thirsty, in pain. He understands what it means to be tempted. He understands. So when people say, oh, you don't, you, God, you know, I don't know if God understands what's going on with me. Yes, he does. He does. Because he sent his son. And God was in Jesus reconciling you who say, God don't understand what's going on with me. God was in Jesus reconciling you to himself. So yes, he knows. Because the Bible says we have an advocate, a go-between, seated on the right hand of, of the Father, making intercession for us. Why? Because he can relate to what we're going through. So you're not feeling good. Jesus understands. He's been there. You're feeling depressed or whatever. He understands. He's been there. He's been there. So, as I said, we must acknowledge the gift. If there's anything you, you take away from this, acknowledge God's gift. People give gifts, give gifts. But listen to me. God, Jesus wasn't a re-gift. He wasn't re-gifted. Jesus wasn't God's sloppy seconds. Did you hear what I'm saying? Jesus was a man, the only begotten of, of God, a son of God, full of grace and truth. Now he's what? He's no longer a baby. He's the resurrected Lord. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And all of Him glorifies the Father. And we are in Him. And He's in us. And we are to be like Jesus. Walking in submission to the, to the Father. And we are also walking in submission to Christ. So man didn't get what they deserve. So that's what, what the angels are saying. You joke, this is my interpretation, you jokers got away. <laughs> what you all deserve, you didn't get. So God, so peace and goodwill, to, to uh, peace, honor, peace and goodwill towards men. You jokers lucky. <laughs> so you better receive the gift. No, truly, truly, don't get caught up in the, in the world. Be an example of Christ, of the love of God. And be able to give a witness of why. Hey, why are you always... But you're not only around Christmas, you're going to be happy. You'll be happy all the, through the year. Because the Christmas celebration is a time to remember what God has done. But this is done with. When the next time you see Jesus, he's no baby anymore. He's coming as a judge. And when he comes in a judge, that's it. There is no... There are no angels coming singing, peace and goodwill. It's time to like, okay, you guys got to give an account for your life. So don't, as, as, as the Q always say, don't get it twisted. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no, seriously. Keep it, keep it in perspective. Alright, let me just don't get going there. So we have to acknowledge that gift. Man didn't get, we didn't get what we deserve. 
We got mercy and compassion. In Romans 14, 11, you don't have to turn there, I'm going to just read it. And Jesus, and this is what he's, the apostle was writing. He said, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue shall confess to God. As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me. Every tongue shall confess to God. What? That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I don't care what the atheists say. I don't care what anybody says. What God declared is going to come to pass. And that's just it. It don't matter what I think. It don't matter what you all think. All matters of what God says. Because God will never go against His word. Never. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. I don't care what's going on in the world. God will do what He said He's going to do. Alright? So, as believers, don't blindly follow the ways of the world. Always keep Jesus as the center of everything. So, I hope, whenever you celebrate these seasons, listen, when I read this, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men, I started meditating. My mind started to blow up, blow up. Because every, a lot of things that you, you preach, that you get revelation on elsewhere, it all ties together because... You know, that's how, that's how the Holy Spirit is. There, there are different things that are, that are proclaimed and declared. But the meaning is basically the same. Christ. 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 